Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by Danny Kelly, as always, when we look back over the Premier League weekend. We squeeze in all ten games. Yeah, it's a lovely hour, that, Paul. Consigned I've never been involved somebody... in that hour before. Very yeah, nice. Enjoyed it, yeah. yeah Consigned somebody wheeling. to the barrel, as always. Uh, the listeners got involved. We still had lots of great texts left. Oh, we'll try and yeah, squeeze a couple stuff. more in. Should print um, them out. Send them out to people if I feel we should them. do. I should do a handy leaflet. There's some good stories. <laughs> um, we also uh, chatted to Jimmy Glass, the man who scored an incredible goal for Carlisle to keep him in the Football League. He was in the news again, a goal-scoring keeper because Una Emery was very down on Emmy Martinez going up for that corner at the end yeah. of the uh, Arsenal game and getting caught out. So, uh, And he provided us with the answer to another quiz question, Yeah, he did. Paul, for, More fu- for future reference. So that should do you. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. So, on Friday, when yeah. we left you on Friday, um, Charlie was off to the British Comedy Awards. Yeah. Many of you may have watched it on TV. Yeah. Expertly handled by Tom Allen. Did a yeah. very good job. Lovely it looked job. like a, a great evening. Mm. And I said, big one. I said to him, I can't remember if I said it on air, Charlie, or off air, but I said, big one for you, Charlie. And I, he said, no, 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 no plans. So, I'll probably, you know, I'll have a night. I think we've actually got what you actually said here somewhere, haven't we? It was quite spectacular. It was all. I just said I was going to have a quiet You said, I'm going to have a quiet Quiet one. You said, uh, I'll get there uh, late, leave early, because I'm working Saturday morning. I'll just have a nice night. I think you said that to, yeah. to just us. Just have a couple, Paul. Keep your head down. Don't get on the coverage or anything, you know. Um, I said, I imagine, because it was at the Roundhouse in London, I said, I imagine you in Chalk Farm High Street, you know, running, running down with a bottle in your hand at about two in the morning. You then sent me a picture, of course, uh, later on, standing there with your manager, bottle in hand, Chalk Farm High Street, bluted, and uh, and your alarm didn't go off in the morning, did no, it? No, really? I nearly missed the show Saturday morning. It wasn't my fault, Paul. I was, no. hi- I was high on show business. Of course you were. Was, I had a lovely time. Had but a really sometimes nice time. people, I mean, those, in, those sort of times in your life where you've thought, yeah, look, it's just going to be a quiet one. We'll just have a couple. <laughs> And um, and then we'll go home. Yeah, you know, because we've got a flight to catch early, or yeah. you know, I've got I've got work in the morning, so I'm just gonna have. A, I'm not I gonna was, have many. When I was um, when I was uh, editing Ninety Minutes magazine, where well, uh, a Scottish stringer, uh, we're kind of well connected with the players, a yeah. good journalist, said to me. Um, he said, I'll get my copy in tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, no problem, I'll have the copy, because then we left a couple of pages of the magazine free. Mm. And I'll, so you can say, but you've got time. No problem, I'm right on top of it. 
He said, uh, I'll get it out of the way, he said, because... Um, he said, I'm meeting Davy Cooper, the late, great Davy Cooper, Rangers, yeah. Motherwell oh, player. Right, yeah. He said, if I meet Davy, he said, when I meet Davy, he said, he said but it, it's, we just had, we both decided we're going to have a quiet one. So, following morning, <laughs> nothing. No copy. Nothing. I phone him. Mm. Um, can't get, tries, uh, I, this is the days of mobiles, it might even predate mobiles. But I get through to his wife, and she said, I don't know where he is. He's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And another day goes by, yeah, oh, and he no, doesn't, no. yeah. Oh, really? He basically, him and, uh, and David went out on a 48-hour bender somewhere. They got lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lost weekend. And I got this apologetic phone call after the magazine had gone to press and we'd filled it with something else. And he said, yeah. oh, Paul, I'm sorry. I'm so- I don't know what happened. It's not yeah. a classic, just like you, but worse. I've got history for it, Paul. I was, I'm, I'm in the film The Boy in the Striped Pyjamas, very briefly. Oh, right, okay. Singing the film. And the, uh, we filmed that in Budapest. Mm. And uh, my friend lives in Budapest, who I went mm. to college with, and um, I thought, don't ring him. Don't ring him the night before. Just go out, go out yourself, have something to eat, don't ring him. And go back to the hotel. Yeah. Nice early. Quietly, you're filming you'll tomorrow. Look, you'll look great on screen. You know, yeah, big yeah. Hollywood movie. You look great. I had a pint with me dinner. I thought you can ring him. You can have one with him. Mm. Be nice to see him. I end up getting back to the hotel at seven o'clock the next morning. And then, <laughs> <laughs> what time was the call for the call? Was nine o'clock. Okay. And uh, I got on set. Quick show. And, and it was all spinning. Paul, the whole set was oh, spinning. Oh no. um, And they went. We can't quite get the light right for this shot. We'll do it tomorrow. And I was oh. like, oh. Wow. So what you, you didn't go out again that night? No, 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 you? no. I didn't do that. No, no, yeah. no, no. I know a lot of people well, are only tuning in to hear Andy on a meltdown today as well, well Paul. So he's not here. He's been uh, he, he's been uh, messaging me and Danny Kelly, really pushing for Graham Potter to be in the barrel. But we yeah. are resisting at the moment. Okay, we feel sorry for Graham Potter. Uh, we'll just to annoy him. Uh, we'll explain why later on. But Danny will be up shortly. But we're very interested. If that very much describes you, those scenarios you've just heard. Look, we're just. We'll have a quiet one. Let's just... <laughs> and the worst ones is when you've had a big one and then the following day you all sit down and you say, tonight we'll just, right, t- just, we'll t- just have a meal. Stay in tonight, and, yeah. and find a, somewhere to watch and we'll have a... And then the, the five o'clock, And Paul. then the same Ooh. thing happens yeah, again. Yeah, lovely. It only takes one yes. person to say, I've got a second wind. <laughs> oh, that's dangerous. Fancy a beer. So anyway, I, I, think, I think we are very, very much uh, preaching to the heartland here yeah, at TalkSport. We'll, we'll take those. Um, TalkSport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. And we're going to talk to Andy Brassel later on about uh, football all around Europe. In Spain, Rodrigo, uh, the Real Madrid player, had a baguette thrown at him. <laughs> it's being called Baguette Gate. I don't oh, think it dear. is, actually. I don't think baguette, do surely. Baguette. Well done, Charlie. That's why you're here. Um, yeah, Baguette thrown at Rodrigo. And um, they're waiting to find out, the Osasuna fans, whether they'll be, uh, what, if, you oh, know, yeah. whether they're going to close down the stadium and they're going to oh, get wow. fined. Yeah, wow, weird. So, um, within reason, of course, we don't want anything to... Was he in pain? Too dark. In, in pain. Oh, in, in pain, that's very good. There we are. Um, I, I, I thought the... Um, that's all I've got. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, so, do let us know, what have you had thrown at you, within reason? Um, the the weirder the better, and you know, oh, yeah. what well, have you had thrown it? That's lovely. Paul. Take an eye out or anything. Nothing too dark. <laughs> Keep it light. But you know what we mean. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. As we look at uh, all the games in the Premier League this weekend. Plenty to get through. We kick off with Manchester United three, Leicester City nil. Yeah. Although based on the first sort of fifteen twenty minutes of this game, that's not a scoreline Daniel would have predicted really. No, Le- Leicester. Um, I suppose they would argue they took up where they left off against Spurs. Um, but Manchester United are in fantastic form, aren't they now? They, uh, they'll be pleasing everybody in and around Old Trafford, except Jim Ratcliffe, 
um, because every result like this is send the price of Manchester United through through the roof. Yeah. Um, and even I understand he's pretty well well healed, um, but even so, you don't want to be paying over the odds, do you? But if they if they are, if they look like they're in the running for the title and they're still mm. in four competitions, um, the, the value of the club is going up and up and up. I mean, obviously they had the huge bounce when the, it was announced that the Glazers might be prepared to sell. Uh, oddly enough, that sort of doubled the the, the, the valuation of the club. They're still going on and on and on. But they're, they're, in, they're in amazing form. Um, and also, you need a bit of luck, don't you? I mean, if, yeah. if, if Marcel Sabitzer is allowed to stay on the pitch after that tackle, it tells you it might be your day, doesn't it? Well, I mean, he's somebody else who could have been missing the League Cup final next week, along with Ooh, Nick Pope. Yeah. We'll come on to that. But you're right, Danny, they're only three points off of Manchester City. They're playing very well at the moment. They've got a lot of players in, in very good form. Um, so, I mean, they're only five behind, behind Arsenal. And the, the prevailing win seems to be... You just can't see Arsenal and City dropping that many points. But it's, it's one game, effectively, isn't it? I think they're very much in the mix. Well, the, the, the question you have to ask yourself when you, when you were doing these kind of things is, can you see Manchester United going on a long winning run? Um, and they're one of the teams in the Premier League. You could see that happening yeah. too. Now, look, they haven't suddenly overnight um, become, I don't know, Barcelona 2013 or something. They, they, they still have some limitations, but even things like inserting Veghorst into that team, who in another yeah. team might look like a lump, um, <laughs> has, allowed, has allowed, has cleared the space sort of thing. He's, he's acting as a kind of um, sort of a, 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 a digger, an earth movie. <laughs> he, he clears the space for Marcus Rashford to run into, doesn't he? Yes. No, it's, it's been incredibly effective. It's all well, working out. Yeah. Well done. The, the hair has hit incredible form as yeah, well. Yeah, well, that's I mean, helping. Without, without, without him yesterday, they're 2 0 down, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, obviously Rashford's in form. So he's got, and Casemiro when he's playing. So that spine is really, really getting so strong. The, the management of Ten Hag is incredible. Yeah. It's been brilliant. And Leicester can maybe come away from I mean, they'll be a bit upset having beaten Spurs so comfortably the week before, but they can come away from that saying they had chances. It could have been different. They, But, uh, I mean, and obviously they'll rail against what they felt was a, a red card for that tackle by Sabitzer on, on I suppose. I, su- I suppose, Paul, you and I would think that the victory last week had lulled Leicester to full sense of security. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> kind of Suddenly they're a really good team. It's not always easy. Sometimes when you have a shot, someone gets in your way. Mm. <laughs> this is the problem. <laughs> Defenders close you down in other matches. I it's thought, not quite I as easy. I thought Vegas, Vegas did have a faint whiff of competition winner about him. Did he really did? That's, 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 oh, <laughs> Charlie. Just you, a little bit. I've had a lovely a day. Bit. Thanks to everybody at Old Trafford. <laughs> Can I keep the shirt? Exactly. I think that's very a little, harsh. A little bit of that. That's very very harsh. Anyway, um, well, well, there we are. We move on then to uh, Tottenham Hotspur to West Ham United. Nil, mm. like a game I was at yesterday. Not the most mm. thrilling of first half. Slightly better in the second. West Ham had come to do a job and opened Nick one on the break. They had two chances in the game. One right at the beginning, which I think Bowen screwed round the post, uh, mm. presented to him by the Spurs defence. And the one shot on target, really, uh, at Forster, which, which he dealt yeah. with. Um, Tottenham say better second half uh, after, a, a, after a, they looked a bit leggy maybe the, the sort of European trip had taken out of them a bit but they did get going Paul, second Paul, half Paul, Paul, my friend we've worked together for many years <laughs> I, I, I don't know you to beat around the bush very often <laughs> God that first half was excruciating oh, it was, all yeah. concerned and let's be honest bad. about it I mean you you um, you could argue and I'm sure you've paid uh, the, the, full, the full stipend for your season ticket 
you could say, at least I'm ha- I have to be here. I'm working. <laughs> Other people have paid for that as entertainment. Yes, and yeah. even even you know Charlie's out on the road at the moment. You've got to provide something for the punters, don't you, Chaz? <laughs> <laughs> I do like to pass it backwards a lot, yeah. which, which, is what, which is what West Ham do a lot. And I, so I've, I've, I didn't, I, I didn't wholly blame Spurs for it being a boring game because West Ham are. are dull this season yeah. there's a lot of backwards and sideways going on well you, and you, you, you're absolutely right Charlie but you add to that the Spurs picked arguably the most defensive lineup um, in the Premier League if you look mm. at it they had effectively five centre-halves across the back mm. and two holding midfielders yeah. um, against a West Ham team who I don't know why compared to last year someone would have to tell me from inside their camp can't raise a gallop at all. Um, I, I mean, I, I, look, let's not go too far, Paul. But um, it, it was it was a very very bad first half, and then yeah. um, things tur- turned around. And uh, Antonio Conte apparently, I described him a few weeks ago as a semi-detached manager. Now he's managing by drone, isn't he? He's yeah. kind of watching <laughs> the game from a distance. He is. Uh, I mean, it, it, it must be very like playing FIFA on on your computer. Mm. Or oh, just I'll, I'll alter that. I'll have to, I have to ring Stellini on the phone. Yeah, I'm going to change that. It's good. It's it's weird. The, the two, I mean, the moments really. Uh, there's so many forced dawns with Sonny this season that oh. I wouldn't altogether say he's back because we thought he was back against Leicester. We thought he was back after this mm. game, after that game. But the the touch, the first touch, is that that's just the sort of thing that's been going wrong from all season in most games. That first touch would have been heavy, or it would have got caught under his feet. So th- that was old school, Son, and uh, along with the finish. But so many times this season, those moments have have, have gone awry for him. Oh. I, you know, I've given up trying to make sense of football. Um, he does seem at the moment to be, uh, at, his best finishing comes from off the bench. So poor old Richarlison may have to uh, put up yeah. with uh, being starting the games and after three minutes he gets replaced and Son comes on mm. to lash one in. Our uh, West Ham, I mean, uh, well done to Emerson Royal, a man who's completely yeah. turned his uh, his career at Tottenham around. Yeah. It seems Porro turning up has nice finish. been the catalyst and he's been playing brilliant, defending brilliantly as well for a guy who was booed onto the field a little while ago, which <laughs> yeah. does actually take some Proper. doing. But yeah, he's got, he's, he's got some character about him, the boy. Are West Ham in trouble, Danny, or have they got enough to get out of it, you think? Both things are true. They have got enough to get out of it, but they had enough to get out of it various other times they've gone down. Um, not, and famous, of course, 2003, where they had a fat, pretty good team and still managed to go down. They're really in trouble. Um, and last, and this weekend's results have absolutely cut the legs off them, haven't they? Absolutely. I'm getting told off. Do you know that producer there? You can't ignore the music. This is the music they play at the Oscars when they want to clear the stage if the uh, speech is gone for too long. So we better rock on. We better do what he says. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Plenty to get through. Lots of matches still to go. Newcastle nil. Liverpool... Two, mm. uh, Danny, I did say on this show last week and said on Friday when we spoke to Stan Collymore preview in the weekend, they've got to get this cup final out of the way, Newcastle. It's uh, it's clearly playing on their minds. We wondered if we'd see a bit of after you, Claude, because no one mm, wanted to get yeah. injured for the final. Um, I, I, I'm beginning to think more and more that top four might elude them simply because if they win that final, they'll have a cigar on for the rest of the season. Job done, a bit like Tottenham did when they won in 2008 and they might as well have not... F- carried on with the rest of the season after they won the League Cup against Good memory. Chelsea. Yeah, it was. I mean, I just remember it being a waste of time. Um, or, if they lose it, it's, oh, blimey, we've gone to another Cup final and lost. Woe is us. Um, and it looks like Liverpool 
could be the ones to potentially take that full slot. What do you think, Dan? The, the bookmakers agree with you about Liverpool. They're now favourites to finish fourth. Um, and you don't want to be disrespectful to Fulham and Brighton, but uh, sorry, Andy. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, I think, I think it will come down to a kind of Spurs, Liverpool, Newcastle. Uh, they all sort of interplay each other in late April, so it'll be it'll be it'll be great fun. Um, I was thinking about the the game, Paul and, and Charlie, and I, I was trying to think what what would a headline writer. And then, of course, you think about the Express and the Mail, how they those very long head writers, oh, headline yeah. the yeah. Head, very headline headlines. Mm. I've written here: Sleeping Giant awakens to defeat another sleeping giant who had awoken, but now seems a bit snoozy. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's Newcastle, isn't it? They, they, they were awoken, and now they've decided to have 40 winks before the cup final. Yes. Um, yeah, as I said, we'll see. If they can get it out of the way either way, and now they res, uh, respond to that. Liverpool, though, um, you know, getting a lot of those key players back. Head it of clicked, steam didn't it? It seemed to click yeah. for them. You know, the, I just the players it... that were missing or the first touch was bad, you know, it seemed Cody Gakpo looked good. You know, he looked, he looked, he looked quick. Yeah. He looked, in the finish, I thought I thought they looked good, Liverpool. And knowing they've got that bit of depth in the squad now, uh, make a big difference to I think to their mindset. Van Dyke back, so yeah. it is feeling like they could put a little run together now. I mean, when they're when they're they're all fit, their front the the, the front six that mm. they've got to accommodate those three spots um, are as good as anything in world football. They, they they their problems in midfield won't go away, I don't think, but. You know, the fact that they got Gakpo and Darwin Nunes to score in the same game, it's yeah. just that everything's coming right for them. And, of course, at a very good time of the season as we head into the last third, yeah. that they'll, they'll be challenging. And, and I think they'll give Real Madrid a good couple of games as well. And Nick Pope, uh, I think he should have... It could have been two yellows. could have been the yellow for uh, holding the ball and the yellow for the tackle on Trippier. I was quite a vicious yeah. assault on <laughs> oh, Trippier to follow it up. I know. <laughs> it, that was definitely as if things aren't bad enough, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Trippier's face, he got a right kick from him in his embarrassment but the law is an ass really that you could get two bookings in that game and you wouldn't miss and you get you say Joel Linton would have got his 10th yellow wouldn't have missed the final get a red and it counts in the final dreadful for him I mean it was a red but that's not the point it's the law's an ass really it's bad for England though as well because it shows that under he's under a little bit of pressure there yesterday I think for the first time in a while yeah. and he's lost his head a little bit. Really? Well he's always been quite sign. bold at coming out but there we are. Um, we move on then Don't to ignore the music. They turn the music. Yeah, Charlie's properly ignoring the music. <laughs> Take it out with the producer. Yeah. Uh, Wolves nil. <laughs> Bournemouth won mm. and yeah poor result at home yeah. for uh, Wolves and I mean the, one of the recurring things of the weekend one is time wasting we'll come on to that later on the other one is teams with a lack of goals I mean you look at the Wolves strike force at the moment uh, just cannot find the net Costa Jimenez and uh, Mateus Cunha uh, failed to score a Premier League goal between them this season that, you know, that tells a story and don't forget, they've got another lad who they paid thirty odd million for out on loan in Belgium. They, yeah. they, they really haven't quite uh, nailed this down. I mean, I know. I, I suppose if Andy was here, he would tell us all about the, how great Costa was at Chelsea. I never had any faith in that. Um, I think he is properly a semi-retired footballer. Mm. So they're going to rely on the other two to, to you know, and him and his. Of course, we have to be human beings. After that horrible injury, it was great to see him come back, but he's not the same player, is he? Let's be truthful about it. No. He's just not the same player. I mean, we could start the music, really, on this game altogether, but what what a brilliant result it is 
for Bournemouth because not only have they got three points for themselves, but they have right royally dragged Wolves mm. back into the yeah. filth, haven't they? Yeah. I worry. I worry, um, I worry for both these teams actually. I think really? they've got potentially no no momentum particularly about. I mean, it's good good result for Bournemouth, but you know. Well, there's a first win in what was it three months um, in the Premier League? Mm. Uh, one shot on target, one goal. Yeah. Is that good? People at Opta would say with. Clinical. Um, <laughs> so there we are. Well done to them. Mm. Uh, we're going to be chatting Jimmy Glass a little bit later on, working at Bournemouth these days. So we move on to the next game, which is... Forest. Where's it gone? Sorry, yes, yeah. Nottingham Forest. One. Manchester City. One. Yeah, if you've just been asleep for a couple of days, it was a one-all <laughs> draw. Although when you look at these Amazing. stats, you wouldn't quite believe it. Uh, possession and shots. That Haaland miss or misses. Yeah. Unbelievable, Danny. Yeah, the, uh, uh, that was a, a very out of character. Foden missed. There was, there, they, I mean, it was a game they should have won, clearly. Um, look, first of all, it's not right to say that it's good that Haaland misses those two chances because it proves that he's human. Um, we, we know he's a human being, but they were pretty glaring, weren't they? Um, if something is up with City. We, we can't, I don't think you can pretend that the defeat of Spurs was a glitch because their away form is just not scintillating, is mm. it? Um, and that's the very least we expect of them. Um, I, I, I have no explanation for it. Of course, the manager continues to be as pugnacious as ever. Um, playing playing Bernardo Silva at left back, everyone said that was a terrible idea, so he did it again. Um, <laughs> and, and, of course, Bernardo got the goal and all, and all the rest of it. Yeah, um, and after the game, when everyone said, oh, that's a terrible blow, isn't it? After that great result you had, now that's a terrible blow. And, of course, he just, he just he shoots the reporter straight down. We were great. That was just fantastic. Um, and, of course, you know, Without going back into the literally the door the dawn of time, as the, as Sir Alf Ramsey once mm. said, the taking of chances is one of life's mysteries. Mm. How they didn't win that game is beyond yeah. me. But then it's also beyond me how Brighton didn't win their game either. No, so, you know. <laughs> on to that shortly. Well done to Forest. That yeah. home that mm. home record looks like it is real it good. going to keep them up, doesn't it? Yeah. Real good. And they got good. They got some good players. Mm. You, you know, Williams will touch the ball, and, and then someone else will touch the ball, and you think. Oh, all of these players are perfectly comfortable at this level. Um, and he, what he's got done and what he's doing with them, uh, Steve Cooper, he's got them playing, you know, it's, it's already well having four or five, six, seven, re, you know, decent level players. They've got played together and they're doing just that. Yeah, mm. and Chris Wood, as effective as always, wherever yeah. he rocks up. Um, so there we are, which is why people keep buying him. Did his job, didn't he? He did indeed. We move he's on. The, he's the... He's the people's Valt Veghorst, isn't he? That's <laughs> what <laughs> so he'd, he'd revel in that, certainly. Let's have a look then at Everton. One, Leeds United nil. Another uh, big win for yeah. Everton and Sean, Sean Dyche. A couple of wins and one defeat now, of course. I won in the derby. Um, it's an interesting piece in uh, one of the papers today. Uh, about maybe Leeds should be looking at Everton's blueprint. What they need now is not a nice, sexy. Uh, appointment. They need a Red Adair. They're in Red Adair country. Call for Big Sam. It's uh, that music. I've always said. It always reminds me. Big Sam's lying on his sunbed uh, in Spain or in Portugal. Imagine, I think yeah. his place is. It's like the start of Sexy Beast. So you hear. Yeah. Uh, 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 and he's lying there like Ray Winston. It's like the bat yeah. phone. It comes in that yeah. call, and it's time for Sam and to get going. his clothes on, get a quick shower, get his clothes on, and fly uh, back to uh, Yorkshire. Hot. Yeah. Roasting. <laughs> quick, uh, quick uh, pint of wine and he's there. He's off. Yes. <laughs> but, it, it, I mean, it, it begs two questions about managers, doesn't it? You know, um, we hear now that Sean Dyche has got Everton um, playing a very organised, mm. difficult to beat. 
How hard is it to do that? He's done this in a fortnight. Yes. I mean, two home wins. I mean, I, I begin to think I don't need any UEFA badges. It can't be that hard to organise teams <laughs> to be hard to beat. He says you can do it in a week if you know what you're doing. But Leeds, um, you're right, Paul. They, 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 it doesn't matter. I don't care whether they go and get Bielsa's rather more adventurous apprentice mm. or they get Sam Allardyce um, and David Moyes in together to organise a team. Do something. They can't just sit there without a manager. No. It's... Um, and the difference is, the difference is Southampton, the guy wants the job. So the players know mm. that he's committed to it. This lad has said, I'm not really bothered about it. I, you know, soon I'll help the club out here. The players are looking at the back of their fingers. Yeah. Going, well, okay, good. Well, let's let's have a lovely run out today then. See how it goes. <laughs> um, and uh, where will we? I was going to add another point on that game. Oh, yeah, we've mm-hmm. seen other managers like we've seen Neil Warnock got a win. Big Mick McCarthy got a win. Yeah. Um, as I said, it well done, be, Neil. It might be time for <laughs> to uh, for maybe Leeds to swallow their pride and just bring in someone that that can keep them up for the rest of the season rather than having a long-term plan. I mean, as it is at the moment, not having anybody coming in is just a bit embarrassing. It's mad, them. doesn't it? No planning at all. It's yes. Really um, there was one other point on this. Oh, yeah, if we cut Seamus Coleman. I mean, the indignity oh, yeah. of people not thinking with his goal record that he didn't mean to do that. Yeah. I mean, he clearly did because there's no one in them. Unless we just drilled it into an area, which I because he's had a look first. We're all giving him the benefit of the doubt, aren't we? I think it might. I totally understand. If I, I mean, I, I hope it was deliberate. I understand the scepticism, though, because talk about old dogs, new tricks. He's been playing in the Premier League for 15 yeah. years. Yeah. He hasn't got many goals like that, has he? No, he 60,000 quid he cost, Shaman. Shaman's I know. 60,000. What a man. What a man. I think he's, he's, he's paid, that, uh, paid that back, certainly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We move on then to Aston Villa 2, Arsenal 4. Two late goals yeah. uh, were enough. I'm just after Leon Bailey had hit the bar. Maybe you felt at that moment it could swing back Arsenal's way. Of course, they had had that, that miss, glaring miss by Odegaard, which yeah, was very unlike bad. him. 
But, uh, yeah, um, a, a, a strange game. But Arsenal found a way. I mean, a, a, maybe a, a mark of a club that uh, that could finish top. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, not, a, not, not, not a bad game, but not a great game, but a, great, a game of great finishes. And there's some really brilliant finishing in this game, wasn't there? Yeah. But you're right. Um, Arsenal, uh, I know... I was going to say Arsenal feel a bit aggrieved because of one or two decisions recently, but um, given that I live with an Arsenal fan, I think they always feel aggrieved about something. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to, but their luck may be turning because let's be honest: in all the excitement of seeing the ball going off the crossbar and the back of Martinez's head, <laughs> um, I think it was under commented on the fact that there were two Arsenal players in his in his eye line. That goal, I think, had an eighty percent chance of being disallowed for offside, um, and. You know, it, 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 no one seemed to take a blind bit of nose. Carry yeah. on, don't worry. They were marking the goalkeeper. Oh, it's um, Danny. That's uh, it, the uh, old Spurs fan speaks. Okay. The cockerel <laughs> crows. Yeah, that does. No, I don't think anybody's picked up on that uh, yet. But uh, There's two of them yeah. right in front of Martinez, and they're both foot two yards offside. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, maybe yeah. three. I haven't measured. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got the odd light. Maybe three. Yes, uh, and um, of course, the Arsenal fans felt it was justice because of the S Housery of uh, Emmy Martinez. He's become the kind mm-hmm. of king of S Housery since that uh, that World Cup appearance. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk to Jimmy Glass later on about it. Unai Emery saying goalkeeper should never go up for corners. I mean, look, the game had gone, hadn't it? At that point, three two. Yeah. Um, there was no yeah. way back. It was more or less the last kick of the game. So uh, was he wrong? Was he right? What do you think, then? Uh, look, occasionally, I mean, I like Unai Emery. I think he's, he was um, badly treated at Paris and we didn't see the best of him at Arsenal. I think he's a good coach and his time proves that. But he does have a, something, a touch of the night about him, doesn't mm. he? he would, if, you were, if you were casting a vampire film, he wouldn't yeah, be far perfect. down the list. And it is sucking the life out of the game, my friend, um, to say that you can't have the goalkeeper going out the last 30 seconds. It's one of the best things that ever happens in yeah. football. And I don't understand why they don't start going up about 15 minutes from the end. Never mind the last attack. Come on. Yeah. You up there. <laughs> let's get up there. Yeah. Rush, guys, play rush. They should have a rule where the two managers can say, let's make it in. After that first half, you could have got David Moyes and Stellini together and said, let's play rush goalie. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, because this Nick, Nick, Nick Pope did. Yes, he did. <laughs> I like Mark. Martinelli uh, celebrating too soon as well. Oh, you like a premature celebration? I love that when they're... Oh, the celebration police. Everyone's going, oh, it's it's just disrespectful. He's just about to put the ball in the net and he puts his arms up. What if he had tripped over his own feet at that point? No, but it it was worse than that. He had a chance. He gets so few chances in life to stop the ball on the goal line, kneal down and head it over. Oh, he had the real chance there. Disappointing. He could have tried the Paul Mullins back here. We could have done anything. Um... We move on, Chelsea. Nil. Southampton won. Andy would have definitely said it was Graham Potter for the barrel. All I would say is, should we have a bit of sympathy, guys, for Graham Potter in that there was always, this was always likely to happen. Here, have, all this, have this embarrassment of riches. Now make it work uh, as a team. I mean, he's, he has been tinkering quite a lot to try and find his team. And maybe there was something in saying, OK, a bit like um, Conte has done with Poro, saying, yeah, you can come into the team when you fit the system, when you're up to speed with the way we want to play. And he, I suppose that's difficult when you spend £105 million on a World Cup winner to say, yeah, spend a week or so training with mm-hmm. us till you get used to the system. But he's the one who's going to suffer for it. Maybe you've got to leave a few Galacticos out until you find a system you want and then introduce the quality. I guess, Paul, this is why you are so beloved of the nation. Oh. You're, always try- you're always trying to see the positive and the nice and the humane in this. Come off it. 
Graham Potter, you know, um, and he's, I've got no problem with him as a person, but his current situation is like you, you find yourself having been given the biggest house uh, in the neighbourhood, and then you say, you know, the light bulbs are expensive, aren't they? <laughs> I don't like living here. The light bulbs are a bit costly when you go down to the supermarket. Come off it. He's been given the riches of creases, and, and, and virtually... I guess in the transfer window, if you took the top 10 transfers, he got six most talented players. Yeah. Um, it, it is, I suppose, it's difficult to fit them all in, Paul, but I can't feel sympathy for him. That, that's not the right thing. The thing is, for Graham um, Potter, for me, is he's the king of the uh, clipboard managers, you know, he's the king of the PE teacher managers. He's like <laughs> the, the best one, the, the winner, and they are all sort of, they all sort of like are clones of him. And the way he speaks when stuff goes wrong is he doesn't quite understand why it's not working like it would, would on his clipboard. And I think he's like that with talent as well. He doesn't understand that some people can just be naturally talented at football wow. and, it, and it's Charlie. not just written down on a clipboard. Did you have a bad experience? Experience one of the PE teachers. No, that had a beard, a bit there, like there's, Graham Potter. There's, there's a lot of clones like. Him Did he leave in, you out the second eleven? <laughs> there's that a game lot of clones like him in the national league who, who who have these clipboards and and they think they can write it all down and and work out how it all works. And some people are really good at football naturally, and you have to let those people sing. Let them off play. the leash, you're you know. That's okay, what I'm fair enough. Well. And to go a bit handy on it, no shape, no fight, no hope, no. What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> well done. Uh, well done. Uh, that was very good. Even more gravelly. Charlie, okay, yeah, no, 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 no. just throwing the word pathetic, <laughs> pathetic. at the end. Um, James Ward Prowse, uh, another. We get bored with talking about David Beckham. Ridiculous free kick <laughs> once again. Um, okay, we'll have your nomination throughs in the barrel. Let's just tidy things up. Brighton nil, Fulham one. Yeah, mm. time wasting came up a couple of times uh, over the the weekend. Deserby was very upset to the point he got a red card in the tunnel. Fulham well, had one shot. Yeah, Brighton had about twenty shots. Fulham had one shot. Yes, we also had uh, someone else raining against the time wasting as as well. Uh, that was deserving. Saying I thought they only happened in Italy. Um, uh, Lopetegui was uh, was the was the same thing. I mean, I, I mean, on, as a rule of thumb, referees are still letting players like Fabianski. Yes, he was just taking ages to take kicks in the first <laughs> half, running down the clock on purpose. The refs know what's going on. I think some nice early yellow cards for keepers, and then that will soon cut it out. Mm. I know this may be kicking the can um, down the road a long way, but when they've got VAR sorted out, I'm assuming we're not going <laughs> well, to abandon it. Well, the then it'll never is, happen then. <laughs> no, quite. Well, there you are. Yes. The can is though over a distant horizon. Yes. Um, the, but the truth of it is, we, we'll, the game which we have all grown up knowing is 90 minutes won't be night. It'll be 60 minutes, but those 60 minutes will be, will be full of properly played and timed and there'll be a hooter and all the rest of it. Um, because the, the, the paying customers, whether you're on a sofa at uh, home watching on TV, or and, you know, Charlie may not know this, or because of where he watches his football, you've paid your eighty quid to watch one football match. Yeah, you do expect, but they're getting absolutely shortchanged here. And I, you know, I'm not, I don't want to come the people's champ on it, but they're getting shortchanged. Dreadful. Um, so let's have a, a, a full hour of play, and yeah. Fabianski can hold on to the ball for as long as he like, but the, but the, the, the clock doesn't start again until he's got it out of his hands. No, yeah. fair enough. 16 um, quid at Dorking away on Tuesday night. Wow, okay. Well, that was cheap rip as off. we all think. Total rip-off. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, well done to Fulham. No Mitrovic, but it didn't seem to make no. a difference. They got, they got the job done, so uh, well done to them. Um, finally, Brentford won, Crystal Palace one yeah, and uh, that was bad luck. I don't know if you've noticed um, that uh, Eze in in the hands of the commentator mm. on match of the day has become Eza. Um, yeah. Yes, he's become uh, he's become 
Ezra. It does seem weird because we had Mentz come in, who's currently on Fancy uh, Football League with Matt Lucas yeah. and Ellis James. He's uh, the kind of new Stato uh, role. Oh, yeah. But Mentz is Eze's cousin, and he was in with the studio with us, and he's saying, I'm Eze's cousin. So I'm taking it from his I'll cousin. That. I'll that, take that. that. <laughs> Eze's, as opposed to the kind of, who's Ezra. So is he Michael Elisa, all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, I wonder? Yeah. Um, is our Palace in trouble? You think it could get sucked into it, then? Um, everything says yes because they can't win a game. I don't think they've won one this this calendar year, have they? Um, yet, if you look at it, there are. Uh, yeah, how can I put this as politely as possible? There is such a dearth of talent directly below them that uh, yeah. I think they'll be fine. There's uh, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of expensively paid players in the Premier League this year who are adding up to bang average teams and there's plenty of those cushioning Palace it would require all of them to pick up their form at once for Palace to get into trouble I think they'd be okay um, right who's in the barrel Emmy Martinez says DJ King we should, let's, let's, uh, let's have the pugwash music shall we to get us yeah, into this no, final nice section idea. here we go here he is so whose turn is it in the barrel? Yes, Emmy Martinez is DJ King. Waste time gets booked. Waste more time. Six minutes added. Then in added time because of him, scores an own goal. Then tops it all by going up for a corner, which Arsenal <laughs> counters. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty it's good. Pretty good, isn't it? It's pretty good. <laughs> Definitely got to be in there. Says Ryan. He's agreeing. Uh, lack of plan at Leeds is exactly why Rabrazani should be in the barrel. We need Rafa Benitez now. Says Jorginho. Um, Get uh, the suspension rules in the barrel. It's a travesty. Nick Pope is missing the final. So I don't even put rules in a barrel. We can, can we put rules in a barrel? Okay. Um, if you if you need um, you need a big old golden black barrel to put the entire Wolves team in, says Roger. There's a call um, for the producer to be in the barrel for not letting getting Andy on today to do a rant uh, and put Charlie in the barrel for his Chelsea versus Southampton prediction in the Falls panel <laughs> on Friday. What's he even doing on Talksport? What am I doing says. on Talksport? So um, who are we putting in the barrel, gents? Or should we go? I mean. Do, to leave old, poor old Graham out of it for a week, should we put Emmy Martinez in there? I think it might bring him down to earth after the World Cup as well. Yeah, yeah we'll give him a beautiful gloved um, trophy, Lovely. which he can, which he, he can respect oh. it, which he will respect. He will I'm respect sure, the glove. Case. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's shocking scenes at the game between Real Madrid and Osasuna when a baguette was thrown at Rodrigo. Oh. Um, I was a Sooner fan's waiting to find out if they're going to be in trouble. I don't know if it was like one of those fawns, like it's thrown like a spear, like a big yeah, one, a Steve those, those long French ones. They, it could you know, have been that. Because you know, the they could do some damage, or if it was just a section of one or, or a know. baton. I don't know. A subway. It could be a sub. Uh, it could have been. So uh, we'll find out more. What have you had thrown at you? You've been yeah, telling yeah. us. I got a pork pie square in the face at Forest Green <laughs> Rovers. You wouldn't get that now. This is in the pre-vegan yeah, I was days. Gonna say, yeah, goodness uh, me. This was thrown in the crowd by the then sponsors. <laughs> so well, brain by one of the sponsors. The That's jelly in the pork pie that would soften the blow, wouldn't it? It probably would. It would take a bit, take the edge off. My gran, whilst looking for something to throw at me, was so annoyed with me that she whipped out her bottom set of dentures and launched them at my head. <laughs> I ducked. They hit the wall behind me and cracked. She wasn't happy. Says. Uh, Darren. wonder what she was going to whip out then, Paul. Yes. Hi, Paul and Charlie. On a school visit to the local zoo out of season, and as a reward for perfect attendance by my form, a disgruntled silverback, fed up at being made to come out of his shelter, picked up an old apple oh. and flung it at I'll a tell you what, us. that could have been worse. <laughs> knowing yeah. what the old silverbacks can throw at you. It struck me on the shoulder, spun me round like a top to everyone else's amusement. I, being an embarrassed teenager, threw it back and got a detention. Yeah. Fantastic! The old gorillas—they always—they do—they they do have a little cabaret for you sometimes yeah. at the zoo, don't they? Um, we asked you about Charlie uh, Baker. Left us on Friday, promising we'll have a quiet night at the British Comedy Awards, and uh, then we saw pictures of him at two in the morning, <laughs> bot 
bottle of wine in the high street, so, so much for that. Uh, I went into London to buy a vacuum cleaner, bought oh, right. a huge vax, oh, yeah. met some mates in the pub. Just the one, lads, got to get the vax home, is what <laughs> oh, yeah. I said. Fast forward to 2am, drunk on the dance floor of the soulless, sombre nightclub with the vax, <laughs> dancing with his vax. I think the bouncers were scared of mad hoover bloke. Well, I'm not surprised, yeah. King. Thank you very much. What have you taken to a nightclub? It's a great text topic, Paul. I don't know if we want Imagine it'll get today. taken off at the door. I mean, why did they let him in with a, with a vax? Uh, with a Vax Hoover. Yeah, he'll have gone in there. He'll, clean, he'll have cleaned up, Paul. He definitely he really really well, cleaned up. So uh, do let us know this afternoon, uh, what, A, what have you had thrown at you, within reason, and uh, B, um, one of those impromptu, can't hang around, just the one that yeah. turned into uh, a bit of a night like uh, Charlie's. Uh, having seen Wales beat France in the Six Nations in Paris, I shouted Allez Le Rouge repeatedly and had a hot dog bat thrown at me, <laughs> followed swiftly by a separate hot dog sausage. Oh, no right. sauce, though. So he's, uh, oh, that's a shame. So he's badger. That might have come next. Yeah, with no onions. There we are. My sister went through a slate drinks coaster at me, split my forehead wide open. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brothers and sisters do that. Yeah, my dad used super glue to fix my wound. They Not a that, doctor. They do that, though, don't they? Paul, the QPR fan. There I once are. cut my hand open, Paul. On a tin of corned beef. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. The, the key, old key in it. The key, the key had come off. Yeah, the key. And I tried off. to open it anyway. Right. Cut my hand open. What happened? Fixed it with super glue. Did you really? Yeah, yeah I still got the scar. Seen? Still see the scar. <laughs> Another partial success by uh, Dr. Baker. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Well, not really. Uh, once oh. again, it's a Monday, so it's Clips of the Week pewter. It's, it was Clips of the Week in March 2008. Oh, That's wow, a very nice, long, yeah. wow. very long uh, time ago. So we've dusted off a few, just a, a little select eight for you. Lovely. I've not heard these since... 15 two. years old, these yeah. clips. Um, our uh, producer wow. pulls them together for us. They are, you know, so they're not gold, they're pewter. So we, we live in hope. Let's see... Let's see what we can come up mm. with. Um, Charlie, would you care to kick us off? Of course, yeah. We start with Lisa O'Sullivan with sports news. Rugby league legend Gary Schofield's been telling Bowtime it's an absolute joke and an, and an embarrassment to the game. Sounded like a champagne cork <laughs> being popped. Was up. It, with Alan, was it, it was almost yeah, certainly on yeah, breakfast, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. That's right, possibly at Cheltenham. Uh, speaking of breakfast, over to Alan now. My Life. dreams were, uh, this time of the year, when the Masters was on, or more importantly, probably the Open Championship, where's the golf clubs? I wanted to be a pro golfer. Did Wimbledon. You really? Oh, yeah, when Wimbledon come on, where's the tennis racket? I yep. want to play Same snooker. Day. You know, I- <laughs> <laughs> He loves all sports, and clearly. Everything loves, loves the sport. Loves all yeah, beautiful. The Moose now, on breakfast, talking music, and the newsreader at the time, Fake Carruthers, really speaking for us all. Isn't there a bloke called John Jackson at the moment? No, Jack know. Johnson. Jack Johnson, that's it. He sounds very much like that Leonard Cohen. Oh, dear God. <laughs> yeah. We, we know your pain there, Faye. You'll course, often have a moose. conversation with the moose. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, <laughs> it's a very nice man as well. Is. This is the caller to breakfast now. And John's down there, a Liverpool fan. John, good morning. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Ronnie. Well, good first morning. of all, uh, I'm hoping that the crowd will get behind Liverpool tonight. Um, I think Torres, Gerard. Um, I was very impressed with that youngster, Plezis, on Saturday. I had never heard of him before. And can I honestly ask another question? What do you think about Glamorgan's chances in cricket with Simon Jones leaving and the, and the talk about Jason Gillespie? 
I think that's one for Ronnie, not Alan. I think Ali, Alan's going to be great on county cricket when in the Glamorgan that, area. That's definitely what he rang in for, that bloke. Yeah, he, that's he right. just when had to get the other bit out of the way. Just been filling in tame until I ask about <laughs> Glamorgan. Here's uh, Andy Townsend with Mike Parry, and they were talking about celebrities with names that were uh, football teams. Chelsea Clinton, which we've talked about. Everton Weeks. Who's Everton Weeks? Um, well, Everton Weeks, you know. Uh, Albert Crew, <laughs> <laughs> beautifully covered there. Yeah, well, you absolutely. know, we Everton Weeks. That was the title it. of his autobiography. Evan Weeks, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, back to the calls again now. Stan, you're on the air, my friend. Thanks for calling Talk Sport. What have you got to say this evening? Good evening. What have you got to say, my friend? Right, you're on about uh, uh, the um, benefiting of. Um... Yes. I've lost it there. I've lost, I've lost, I've lost my thread. I didn't know I've if he ever had his thread, that bloke. <laughs> Never had well, it there. Uh, our much-loved and, and dearly missed old friend and colleague commentator, Nigel Pearson, now from 2008, at a Newcastle game. Balls played to Nicky Butt. They were urging him to shoot the Newcastle fans. <laughs> bit extreme, bit harsh. It would have been a bit extreme, bit harsh, of course. And, and, finally. and finally, it's back to Messrs Parry and Townsend again, who were talking about broadcaster Connie Hook. Carrying the Olympic flame through London on its way to Beijing. Absolutely. And, uh, and he just walked up to her. She's not very tall, Connie Hook. This fellow's much bigger with a woolly hat on. And he just grabbed the flame out of her hands. The flame, of course, being on a, you know, on a, on a, uh, what do you call it? Um, what would you call it? Uh, it's, it's, it's like on a, uh, it's a difficult way to explain. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's like a, a torch, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it, yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly one word, what it is. One word, is it a film? You know, Everton Weeks. Um, <laughs> so there we are, so a few clips of the week pewter from Very back nice. in the year 2008. Uh, you owe an apology to John Rode. Yeah, John, now, uh, John Rode, we know John, he's a fine commentator. I didn't realise it was his commentary uh, the other night, watching the highlights on Match yeah. of the Day. John was commentating on the Palace game, and I was saying when we were chatting to Danny Kelly earlier on, that the... the, the, the um, that the commentary in that game had, had gone out on a limb and gone with Ezra as opposed to Eze. Yes. We'd had uh, we'd had um, Eze's cousin in the studio. Who you're currently watching on uh, fantasy football at the moment, Mens. And um, he'd gone. He said, "I'm Eze's cousin," so we took that as You've gone gospel. Eze as it. But John pointed out that um, on Palace's website they've got all the players to pronounce their names. Oh yes, and. Uh, Eze does say Eze, so he oh, is we... technically Eze. Right then, but sometimes, as you know, John, there's a kind of name that gets slips into the vernacular, and yeah. you've got to be bold. You've got to be the one that says, "No, I'm going to, I'm going to say what the player wants." Because I remember years ago, I think it was Barry Davis or Motti, but we'd all we all used to talk about the um, Scandinavian player. Uh, we called him Jostein, a uh, Jostein Flow. We called him. Remember, okay, Jostein yeah, yeah. Flow is what he got called by every commentator. And I think it was Barry who'd obviously spoken to him in the tunnel, and he came out one day and went Jostein Flew, oh, right, and gave it the it, full, full, gave it the full Flemish. pronunciation. So, John, we apologise. You were right. We were wrong. Oh, we were all saying Arsene Wenger for a while, Paul. We were all saying Arsene Wenger. Wenger for I a think while. We probably we were. Um, but uh, yeah, good old John, fine commentator. Um, we should salute St Helens. Okay. We, when we were doing the rugby league last week yes, uh, at Warrington, show. we had a chat with John Wilkin, one of their fine players. And the feeling was they would go on. They were, they were playing, um, not in Super League this weekend, they were playing in the World Club Challenge against the best of the NRL. And the standard and everything about the NRL 
is is kind of that much greater the fee, you know the the kind of yeah. resource that the NRL has and generally the team from this country goes over there the Super League team goes over there and gets beaten but I watched the game on Saturday morning it was a fantastic who they, match. they were playing again they were, they playing, were playing Penrith, Penrith Panthers, that was it yeah, Panthers yeah. who have been the kind of who have been the St Helens of uh, of the NRL and are a brilliant team and the expectation was they would get beat I mean we've had teams win in this country when they've come over yeah. but every time we've gone uh, to Australia to play been beaten uh, the, the team playing from the Super League Same well hands. since 1994 they were the first team to do it uh, they were pegged back from 10-0 uh, down to a 12-all and they got a, uh, a a drop goal right at the end a, a golden point it was absolutely fantastic to to win it you, you're rugby league. Like, no, it was just. A, but you're, it was you're a, insane about no, it. No, now. it wasn't. No, it was a brilliant. You can't game. stop watching. You dropped Spurs. You didn't even watch Spurs yesterday. Yes. You were watching. No, re- it was. No, rugby it was a, league highlights. It was, and they, it, it hasn't really had maybe the coverage it no. deserves, uh, which kind of fed into what we were talking is, about Bob, last Because it is such a brilliant game. Yeah, it's such a good game. It's exciting. It's got everything you want. It's free scoring. Yeah, you know, it's big hits, isn't it? You know, it's but, really, really. I think you could make a very good case that it was the it was the best, easily the best team performance by a, a British team at the weekend. Fantastic, but, well done. St. So Helens. well done, the Saints. They're coming back with that uh, title. It was pretty fan- and Johnny a fantastic. Ve- Johnny it- Vegas will be pleased. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we we tried to track Johnny Johnny down today, but he couldn't do it unfortunately. Okay. But yeah, and Michael Smith and the world of darts. All yeah, the Saints fans yeah, will yeah. be rejoicing, and it's good for the sport. It's good yeah, for Super League fantastic. to go over there and compete as well. So. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now let's uh, take you back. To uh, a, 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 an era defining goal. Oh, yeah. Uh, when a goalkeeper came up for a corner with a club not just needing to win, but needing to win to actually stay yeah. in the Football League. It's Carlisle United. Corner kick now to Carlisle United. Will they have time to take it? Referee looks at his watch. And up goes Jimmy Glass. Carlisle United. Go on, Jimmy. Jimmy Glass. Everybody, there is not one player in the Carlisle United half. The set, the corner kick comes in. Oh, the goalkeeper's pass. Jimmy, Jimmy Glass. Jimmy Glass has scored. Jimmy Glass. Jimmy Glass, the goalkeeper, has scored a goal for Carlisle United. <laughs> it isn't a, it's one of the greats. He's scored a goal. <laughs> well, he's gone, isn't he? Carlisle <laughs> United. Um, I was. I can remember exactly where I was when I heard that yeah. live because that was live on the radio for yeah, some reason. Yeah. I heard that in the back of my, my mum's car. I can can picture myself there now. Fantastic. Well, we we play that because um, Unai Emery was not happy with Emmy Martinez for that soft fourth goal that Arsenal got. Just Martinelli walking it into the net. He doesn't want to see him go up again. That's what goalkeepers are not meant to do. That. Well, let's see what. Jimmy makes of it these days he's uh, in charge of player liaison at um, Bournemouth hi Jimmy hey Jimmy good afternoon fellas how are you yeah, good, good thank thanks. you does that bring back memories oh, hearing yeah. that again yeah it does yeah yeah I'll be honest I never tire of listening to it it's just uh, life for everyone but really I enjoy it like everyone else knows. Yeah. it was a great sport in history you know not, and not for me just for Carlisle or for football in general it was just a great great moment really you were quite a pioneer because in those days keepers really didn't come. The odd, you know, you'd see the odd South American game with Saint and Greaves and Jim saying, "Oh, Saint, the old goalkeepers come up." Yeah. I mean, you never saw it; it was no, pretty no, rare. No. So, what, what, what was the inspiration that day? Desperation, I think, is the yeah, word. <laughs> you know what? I, I was always a bit of a frustrating forward, so you know, any opportunity to score a goal, I wanted to do anyway. Carlisle were in a position where. Realistically speaking, they had literally had nothing to lose. Um, Nigel Pearson's first job in football, and he, I looked across and he waved me up. 
And, uh, you know, it's when you're in those scenarios, then you definitely need to get as many people in the box as you can. Um, mm. And I think, like you said, in those days, goalkeepers were more known for just sitting at the back and making saves and catching crosses. You know, you, you didn't have footballing goalkeepers like you got nowadays. So um, it's a bit different. Am, yeah. I, am I right thinking you were on loan at Carlisle at the time, Jimmy? Yeah, three games I played for him. I was on loan from Swindon just wow. to the deadline because their keeper got injured and they didn't have another fit goalkeeper. So yeah, I was just there for three games. Has ever a player got into a, the, the history of a club be so important yeah. to the history oh, of a club? Games. When you think of Carlisle United, probably the first five names they've come, you'd be one of them. You played three games for them. Club legend. Well, fortunately, I, obviously they never get, got to see me play again, so I never had a chance to tarnish my life. <laughs> <laughs> does, your phone, does your phone go red hot every time? Like, I'm, I'm a Talk United fan, and our, our goalkeeper scored in the playoff final with, right. a, with a header in the last minute, and sort of everyone says it's a Jimmy Glass moment. Every you know. time a goalie does, scores. Does your, does your phone go red hot? Do you know what? Every time a goalie scores a goal, or every time a goalkeeper runs up, and generally at the end of the season, if there's a relegation battle, then suddenly I'll get a phone call. Um, the rest of the time, my sporting knowledge, my football knowledge isn't really cool for it. So <laughs> in England, in England, it is. Yeah. I mean, we see it more often now, but I mean, the blind panic, I think, of where, you know, when it was a novelty, when defenders are thinking, what's going on here? You know, that means somebody, if you're, you know, if you're man for man, it's someone else you've got to pick up. Uh, and it does. That, that sight of a goalkeeper's shirt in the opposition box can cause alarm, yeah. can't it? Mayhem. Well, if you look at I me, mean, if you see, if you see my goal, you see I'm actually completely unmarked, and there in, there's no one else near me in the six yard box. So, mm-hmm. yeah, in, in those instances, it works. There's, there is another angle to it, which I'll tell you. And regardless whether who agrees whether Emmy should have come up or shouldn't have come up, whatever his manager says, obviously, you know, if his manager doesn't want him to, I'm sure he won't in the future. Mm-hmm. But modern goalkeeping and modern goalkeeping training actually involves, from what I've seen, the goalkeepers shooting and the goalkeepers heading against their counterparts. Mm-hmm. It's something the coaches nowadays use to make it more lifelike and more real. And we've got a lad at Bournemouth, Mark Travers, who's actually scored two goals. And the second one was a flying header at near post, which is an unbelievable goal in the dying seconds of a Hampshire Cup final. Mm. You know, goalies nowadays are probably better equipped yeah. at attacking point. the ball in the six-yard box than probably what they were in the past, and maybe even some players. I mean, it does depend on the... I mean, look, they were 3-2 down. It was the dying seconds. They, You know, it was a chance to get a goal back. Maybe it's because he took it upon himself and it wasn't a manager's it was an emotion, instruction. It felt to me like an emotional well, decision. He lost he against was, the side that had sacked him. I think there was a little bit of that to it. So, um, now these... But also the ball had just gone in on the off the back of his head. Yeah, so that's true. He, he, about. he wanted to put it right. I think he just went up there. But sorry, Jimmy, what were you saying? There was a bit of that. I think definitely the fact that obviously the ball went off the back of his head, so he was a bit frustrated with that. But in, in days gone by, I don't think keepers run up in league games. They might run up in, in cup games where it's sort of you're out of the cup. Mm, yeah. But they didn't run up in league games. But, but Premier League points now are worth so much to, to, to any club, really. That mm. I suppose he got the, the attitude that, you know, I've got to get up and we need to get that point. And had he, had he scored it, had he gone in, I don't think the manager would have been complaining. But obviously yeah. then, the, the worst thing that happens in that scenario, Arsenal go down the other end and score, and then he looks... He looks like a bit of a clown, but I, I think he was a bit harsh on him. Yeah. Um, did you ever score an own goal, Jimmy? Did you ever do that or not? <laughs> That's a great question. Officially, officially, I think I'm the only goalkeeper in history to score an own goal at the old Wembley. Really? <sighs> officially, I called it the Rothman's yearbook in 1988-99, and they had me in the auto-windscreen final scoring an own goal. It was a bit un- unfortunate. I was stood on the goal line, and 
it hit me on the inside of the leg and went in. But and I was a bit annoyed to start with, but a few years later, if it means I'm the only goalkeeper scoring on goal at the old Wembley, I'll take any. It's a claim to fame. Double quiz question. Yeah, oh, that's, that's right. Brilliant. The two Fantastic. things that Jimmy Glass did when it, yeah. But the other one, uh, I remember Paul Cooper, the old Ipswich keeper years ago, meaning to throw a ball out. I'm, I'm fairly certain it was Paul Cooper, Alan's old teammate. He he meant to throw the ball out. Do you know that thing oh, where you really kind of it, oh, sling yeah. your arm? Oh, yeah. But he kind of carried it through and threw the ball yeah, into man. his own, own net. Own goals and through. gaffes, yeah. Yeah, yeah one of those. those. Ones. Yeah, well, do you know what? We, when I went back to Bournemouth, we was on we was on a tour of uh, Chicago 2016. We played we played a, uh, a Minnesota team, and the keeper did exactly that. He was so excited. He come and took a cross, so excited, went to throw it out, literally turned around and threw it back in his own net. <laughs> 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 Well, you've got nowhere to go as a keeper no, when you're done there. Your role these days, player liaison at your at you're at Bournemouth, but it's such an important job, especially yeah. with so many players coming in from overseas. And we've heard about players, you know, they can't concentrate on their job unless, you know, they're happy, their kids happy, their wives are happy. Uh, you know, it's so it's such an important job to to get, you know, so they can go after training and and know that everything's being sort of looked after for them and as I said it you know you want the players to settle Gary wants the players to settle quickly so they can start playing so it, it's a, a key role isn't it yeah it is I think you know there's a balance to, to the modern footballer from my point of view being a footballer I, you know they have to they have to they have to make the most of every opportunity they have in football you know they've got and then some play agents do it different way some really want to round them and make them perfect humans and make sure they can pay every gas bill on time and stuff like that. In my point of view, if I'm honest, they've got a small window to, to be as successful as they possibly can. But football, they're going to have plenty of life left to know how to pay a gas bill or pay the council tax. And it's a balance. Some need a little bit more help than others and, and some need, you know, a little bit less. And I think that the Premier League now take, it's a very important thing to the Premier League play care, along with mental health and well-being. All these things are massively looked at now and uh, and I've really enjoyed my role since I've been there since 2016 yeah. right fantastic well, good to talk to you Jimmy appreciate you joining us all the best thanks very much cheers for us there we are there we are Jimmy Glass former Carlisle United goalkeeper now player liaison at Bournemouth forever in the history of the game that's right an own goal Wembley and that goal for uh, Carlisle the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast there we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll reconvene tomorrow, we'll Charlie. Do it again tomorrow. But we'll be speaking to a BAFTA winner. Ooh. Fantastic. It's somebody who's a, uh, a top How athlete, uh, a, gold, uh, a gold medal winning athlete in world championships in her sport. A passion project uh, for many years great. was to be involved in uh, writing a remake of All Quiet on the Western Front, mm. one of the great war slash anti-war films yeah, sure. made in, originally made in the 20s. Uh, and the film is incredible. It's on Netflix. Mm. And uh, I better watch won a it lot tonight. of BAFTAs. And you better watch it tonight. No, it's very good. So anyway, we will be uh, talking more about that tomorrow. And of course, building up to the Champions League. Do hope you can join us from one, if not the podcast, available around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 